Hey everyone, and welcome back to Creative Emotions. I'm your host, Alex Lee. Cedric Papa. And I'm Jenny. Hey. Herder, that's my name. Hi. Hey, Uncle. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a... Hi, Jenny. Hello. <laughs> hey, Jenny. It's, a, it's 8 o'clock in the morning here on a Sunday morning. Uh, we usually do our recordings every morning at 8 a.m. So, um, even though it may seem like we're kind of in an iffy mood, we're actually full of energy. We're very full of energy. So much energy. Yeah. Uh, we're very, yeah, we, we know it's 8 a.m. in the morning because Jenny's coffee breath is all, of, all up in my nostrils. Hey, you know, I like coffee, so you have to deal. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. It's, right. it's keeping me juiced. It's keeping me awake. Very nice. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so today uh, on uh, the emotion that we are going to talk about on this episode is going to be insecure. I'm not sure about that. You're not. Get it? It's like an insecure yes. joke. Yes, okay. I'm, I'm well aware joke. of that. You just yes. killed yourself. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Good job, Cedric. Sorry. I didn't know if that joke was going to be working because I'm so insecure. That, was, that, was, that one was a little bit less of a... That was not so smooth. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. You... Alrighty then. Well, um, but yeah, let's get this thing started. Sounds great. Okay. Um, all right. This is like a general question because mm-hmm. um, I'd love to hear your input. Um, but um, why do you think, or like when I think of insecurity, right? Like I always kind of think about like, why do I feel insecure? So why do you think we feel insecure? Like, why do you think people feel insecure? Like what are the motivations for why people feel insecure and stuff like that? Mm. So dropping that on there. Okay. Sounds good. Um, I think, well, from my perspective, I think we feel insecure because, um, we're afraid we're not good enough at something. There's like two ways, there's two ways to see it. It's either we don't try, like we see someone who's doing really good at it, at the things that we want to do. But then we just, you know, shut ourselves back saying, oh, no, I can't do that. That's that's not me. I can't dance like that. But I want to. But, like, I'm just not good enough to, you know, do that or, like, make music or, or any of that sort of field. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is also, which also uses the same scenario, is that they do do music or, like, they do do the things that they love to do. And when they compare and when same scenario, when they compare themselves to someone who's really good at it they feel like they're not good enough at it so they stop themselves from doing it um that's 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 the two things that i think uh why we feel insecure is because we like to compare ourselves to other people who are already at quote unquote their end result that they feel like that the other person's already good at that they're a hundred times or ten times or like a million times better um than they are but they don't realize how much hard work and effort that they put into it. It's very prejudiced. Mm. That's yeah, what I, that's I, that's what I think it is. I, yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I would definitely agree with that because, like, um, I think in general, like, most people, right? Like, yeah, the, the most natural thing in the world for most of us is to compare. It's kind of like assessing your surroundings. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I definitely feel that um, specifically, like, in classrooms or, like, in, like, classes and in, like, dance classes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And for me, I think um, I feel when I feel insecure, it's less of, like, um, like individual people and more of, like... Um, 
like an objective that needs to be reached, right? I get intimidated by objectives, mm. right? I think that's why a lot of people feel insecure. Like you have to be able to do this by this case. And then what also makes me feel insecure is if everyone is trying to reach the same goal and their pace is one thing and your pace is not quite there. Yeah. Like while it, it's like, that's very like that, that kind of like, creates like a, a like a realm or a bubble of insecurity mm-hmm. because i feel like when it's a single person i'm willing to be like oh that's like an anomaly or an outlier yeah but if it's sensed as the norm right that level and, and i feel like oh I, I i can't quite do that regardless of whether it's dance or whatever you're doing mm-hmm. right like whatever level of what they consider default competency is it's just like i feel like if i can't do that like a, a a sense of insecurity starts to creep up inside me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So I definitely can derive that idea that you're, you're talking about, Alex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's interesting that you brought up the point of the, like, when it's something that's the norm, because mm-hmm. I think a lot of insecurities are born out of or kind of perpetuated by, like, this sis- kind of overarching societal idea of, like, oh, they do it this way, so... Like, I should do it this way. Mm-hmm. And if you're anything less than what society and, like, I mean, I don't mean to harp on the media, but, like, they do portray things and they do pick out stories and mm-hmm. teach us things in certain ways through advertising and, you know, news stories and stuff right. about how things are supposed to be done. And if you don't fit into that box, I think that's where a lot of insecurity can come in like society or like um or like entertainment puts like a standard yeah and i don't i mean i don't know exactly where that came and if you notice throughout history like standards have changed drastically Mm. but it's like there's always some sort of societal standard of how things are supposed to be done Mm -hmm. you know um i think especially like for me it comes up a lot with like looks Mm, and you know that's that's one of those things that is kind of like a roundabout like always sort of struggle and I think like the body positivity movement that's kind of happening like or I've seen happening and like self-love that's a lot Mm -hmm. they're two different things to me personally Mm -hmm. but um, I think that comes a lot with societal kind of standards and like people trying to push back against you know what is portrayed through the media right i i remember um because like there's this 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 whole topic about like body shaming Mm -hmm. yeah and uh, i remember um who's that who's that japanese american gymnast ohara ohashi oh i forget Um, her name yeah ucla the one the one about the perfect 10 routine yeah the the Mm -hmm. 10 routine i if someone could look it up, I appreciate it. No. Um, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Cedric. Yes, I'm gonna do it right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, like well, even like the um, this gymnast who scored perfect ten at you know UCLA, you can look up her videos um, on YouTube. The interesting thing about it is that her whole topic that she's pursuing, um, that she wanted to express you know after being a gymnast at ucla were you able to look it up yeah it's caitlin ohashi caitlin ohashi there we go yeah caitlin ohashi she was talking about um there's an article uh on the website i don't know which one but uh it's on the internet where she talks about she's standing up for 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 women embracing their body or body shaming (laughs) in you know that 
it's not right for the for society to set a certain standard mm-hmm. um, just because um, they have to be this uh, type of body type to be able to perform to perform this type of event. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about it is that Kayla Nohashi, uh, you know, in her younger ages, she would always have to be in a certain form or a certain you know body body um, fitness um, to be able to perform you know those flips those. Um, those bar moves, those, um, you know, uh, any kind of gymnastic event that they had to do. Right. Um, and that took a toll on her. It took a huge toll on her. And I remember seeing a video that where she 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 missed a landing mm. from 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 those barbells, from those swinging barbells. And that tore up her back. Oh, yeah. 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 And I think there's something, yeah, there's something to be said. Like, yeah, the ideas of standards... Are, it sucks because sometimes for some reason we, we, we take we take such seriousness in trying to achieve those standards but how they become created is so like subtle mm-hmm. and insidious in that way like yeah. suddenly without realizing it like yeah we don't want this to be a thing mm-hmm. like or we don't think of this as this like beauty equals blank and only blank and like we but when we when I like sometimes I'll ask students like similar questions about like what is your standard of like like intelligence or or beauty Mm -hmm. or whatever it may be Mm -hmm. and they'll be like oh this is a this and this is a this and then i'd be asked like well how do you know that and then they just draw a blank and not realizing like where are the sources that kind of like reinforce and bombard that and then i think what's problematic is like when we absorb those standards without being cognizant of where they come from Mm -hmm. Then we, you know, like it becomes like, okay, like, well, now, like, how do I reach those things? And, and then it becomes like, can I even do that? Because you don't know where it's coming from. Because I think if people knew, like, well, why this is here, like, why this is a standard, and be like, oh, that definitely I would not be able to do that. Or like, I would be sure I would know that because yeah. this is how, this is how it came about. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, I don't know why I believe this. Like, I should just try, but I don't know, like, whatever it may be uh, for. <laughs> why is it that like I believe this thing and so I don't know if I can be this thing or I want to be this thing and I think in general like yeah there's this idea of like insecurity and identity that gets like kind of mixed up Mm -hmm. Um, because there's a a thing to be said right like everybody has insecurities so they have to be a part of your identity so to some degree and but how to deal with them is like a whole nother issue right yeah so like can I ask the next question then? Yeah, yeah you can ask, ask the next right question. All right, sure. all right, that's yeah, because it's segued in there. <laughs> um, so, like for me, it's like like what is one thing you feel insecure about, right? Like I think mm-hmm. you can ask that to anybody, mm-hmm. and they would have an, uh, an ability to kind of tell you something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, whenever you guys are ready, <laughs> who are you asking? Uh, anybody? Anybody. <laughs> Leave your insecurities in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> Just, okay, we're just laying that's a, I, We table. know that's a bold statement to do because they're your insecurities. But, but if you do want to talk about it, let us yeah, know. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right, well. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Go for it, Alex. Sure, I'll go. Um, <laughs> so the interesting thing is that I, I don't really feel insecure as much anymore. Sure. So, I mean, like I had to grow out of it and, every, and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but... For me, what I used to be insecure of is, I think, 
I think it was it was dance. Hmm. Yeah. Well, because like, well, before. No, 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 no. I am so sorry. No. It's never been dance. It's rewind, never been dance. Rewind. <laughs> rewind. <laughs> no, um, but for me, like, I honestly think it was, you know, just talking to people. Yeah. Uh, back back then, like, I, like, I, I always stayed home, you know? Uh, I was a gamer. I, I liked being inside. I was a total hermit. Um, I liked... I like to, you know, just play video games and just stay inside the house and not go outside and just, you know, be online all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, like, I was insecure of, you know, talking to people because, um, because like, I felt like I couldn't relate to anyone. I felt like I wasn't good enough to be who I was to be around people. So, sure. so I always mm-hmm. stayed to stayed to my, you know, in my safe zone, which was just being at home. And just you know playing video games like i would lock my door my room would be so dark you couldn't see anything you could barely see any light like even it was if it was in the morning like the shutters would be shut like your shutters right now cedric oh, okay yeah so and literally um like i it was until a certain point where i was like you know what i have to get outside i can't i can't do this anymore like it just got to the point where okay i'm just sick of staying inside Sure, mm-hmm. I think that's something that, like, every insecurity, we, we kind of, like, if we, when it, like, bounds us, there's, like, a point, right? It's mm-hmm. just, like, yeah. I can't mm-hmm. anymore. And then there's, like, this initial action to do something about that. So I'm glad that that happened for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, And uh, just to give reference, my shutters are, like, those, uh, they're, like, shutters. So they're, like, they're the like, slated ones that yeah. so you can, like, push up and, and down. And they're, like, wood and, you know, like, so it's, it's like, when I think, when you imagine uh, Alex's room, it is dark. Mm-hmm. Dark. Plot mm-hmm. twist. Alex used to be a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Until I realized I, I sparkle in the sunlight. Oh, he does. So yeah. good. No. Rewind. Take that out. Not, Scratch. Hashtag not my vampire. <laughs> Anyways. Hashtag vampires don't sparkle. <laughs> Come at me. <laughs> oh, uh, but yeah. yeah um, but literally, I, the the way that I, you know, got out of it was I actually thought, like, I'm actually going to take a big risk um, but apply for a job that, you know, makes me talk to more people and make me um, be outside more. So my first one was a terrible decision, but but like, you know, I wanted to challenge myself. It was my door-to-door uh, sales job. That was totally out of my comfort zone. I hated it so much. Mm-hmm. It was super dreadful, but like I just wanted to try it out. So literally, like even though I barely made any alarm sales, mm-hmm. I'm just proud of myself that I was able to go out there, knock on doors and say, Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, yeah, nice house. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> Do you want an alarm to protect it? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, but like... Li- Cedric's giving me a thumb up for my sales pitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, but yeah, like being able to, for me to just, you know, just be able just to knock on knock on the doors and just be you know just to have a some form of conversation even though most of the replies was no go away 
Yeah, you know? that yeah. probably doesn't paint the best form of social interaction. But, no, but... But I think that's really important, and it's, like, one, it's really brave of you to do to go out and do that because it's so far out of your comfort zone. Like, mm-hmm. I think sometimes with insecurities, like, once you kind of get fed up with it, like, it's probably a decent idea to try and, like, shock your system. Like, right. really get out of your norm. Because mm-hmm. I think... Right, like, go, like, completely the opposite of e- your norm. Right? Yeah, like, and at least to try it out because that can kind of, like... I think that can sort of show you like where your insecurity has just been like lying to you kind mm, of yeah, thing. Right, right, because right. theoretically, like, you know, your fear of like not wanting to talk to people, like that's like a fear of like not being relatable and, you know, not being accepted. Yeah. And kind of forcing yourself into that situation where it's like you're actually like kind of setting yourself up for failure in a good way, you know, because door to door sales, like, you know, most of the people are going to tell you no, Yeah. but that builds a kind of resistant, uh, resilience, um, which I think is really admirable. And that's like, thank you. Yeah. That's a really interesting kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, Cause I would imagine, right. Like you would be like, okay, cause yeah, this is very much a shock. And what's funny now that, yeah, Jenny, that you brought that up, I'd be like, Oh yeah. If you know that no one's going to talk to you, but you're actually just exercising, just meeting people yeah. and trying. That's actually, I think, a pretty genius way to go about like yeah. going over like um, your inability to talking because you know it's not gonna be like it. Like the 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 normal is essentially failure. But then, so it's really great when you're able to finally overcome that. Yeah. So it must feel like a really great feat and stuff like that. Because I think for most people, right, like. Well, not most people. I would say that some people would um, would do something and expect, right, like a, an amazing result, hopefully, or hope for an amazing yeah, result. Yeah, they always hope for the best. Yeah, they always mm-hmm. hope for the, the, yeah, they hope for the best. But they never prepare for the worst. Yeah, or not realize how worse it could be. Right. Like it, and it compounds on that mm-hmm. idea. Because yeah. I was thinking like, yeah, as I was listening to this, I was like, like whenever we're in our insecurities and typically how we deal with it like rashly is mm-hmm. like we seek extreme challenges to get us out like right right like what is the most opposite of my insecurity and that's definitely going to get me out there mm-hmm. but i think what's missing is what we talk with most people is what we just talked about right now it's like you have to go out there but know you'll probably fail right mm-hmm. just but the importance is just being out there as opposed to succeeding and like being s- out of there yeah i think the importance behind it is that mindset of like experimentation like yeah. this is something completely new i don't really know what's going to happen like i'm probably it might not go the way that I intend for it to go, but like no matter what, I'm gonna learn something about myself. Right, definitely. And I think that's a really. I, I think there's a lot of people that don't really take the time to look at that mm-hmm. either, or they don't look at like what the actual issue is. Yeah, yeah. you know, because you could have just gone outside, and that's it. Yeah, like, you know, like there's a big difference between like just literally taking yourself outside and like putting yourself out there yeah like and that's i think that's a difference in like kind of mindset and how you go about like an experiment kind of thing and that's what really and that's what really changes your circumstances Mm -hmm. and 
you know, can help you move through those insecurities. And I mean, I'm sure like for me with my insecurities, like even the ones that I've like kind of moved through or I'm moving through, like they always kind of pop up a little bit, Yeah, yeah. you know, but like you, like I said, you still have built that resilience and like, yeah, that's like, a, yeah, that's pretty good. Like, it's just like, it's like, uh, cause even now, like I would not do that. Like I would not go door to door sales, like just because like the anxiety of, uh, of oh, that yeah. job yeah i was yeah. so i would be like i'd be Whoa. i was so nervous yeah there's like yeah there's there's numerous forms of like i think pressure there but the fact that um that you did it right like mm-hmm. i think that's yeah that that makes sense and i think if people are gonna deal with their insecurities in a very shocking and extreme way mm-hmm. then they should also ta- i think what we all kind of agree on is like attach the idea that failure is very much an option mm-hmm. yeah you know I think, yeah, there's a lot about, like, failure as being a negative. Yeah, I think that's that's probably the notion of, like, insecurity. that's another insecurity. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's, like, the core of it, right? Yeah. Like, um, because you would, and I, I always kind of say this, like, if you, once you realize there's value in failure, you'll pretty much be able to do anything you want to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Like, because it's just like, okay, like, there's value in this, like, whether, and then sometimes I trick myself into into doing it like to do something because then it'd be like oh like i can't quite you know do it exactly the way it's meant to be or maybe in how i envision that i want mm-hmm. but even if i do it now like i'll still learn something and like uh, like it's actually it's real as opposed to theoretical mm-hmm. or you know like it's interesting as opposed to just you know like just absent in my in, in my life or whatever it is yeah. or whatever in regards but i think a lot of people, I really hate the phrase like failure is not an option because it's like, Cause to me, like it really, it really like, and I'm just, I'll just say it because I have a lack of a better, it really fucks with your head yeah. when mm-hmm. you fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that's the mentality that you bring, because it, it, it just, it, it starts to derive into your self-worth mm-hmm. yeah. and it's like, yeah, it's like, what deeds that? that you make that failure mean something about yourself right. and that's not. Oh yeah, and it's like the yeah, and it's like you think about yourself, and then and it I feel like you bring that with you to the next task that you'll have, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's like really important to um, to consider just in, in, in that regards when you're dealing with your insecurities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like mm-hmm. failure. The way think, that I've started looking at failure is it's just like oh this isn't an outcome that I wanted. Right. Or this isn't an outcome that I expected. Right. And, you know, I mean, sometimes that could be for the better for, for whatever right. reason, or like it doesn't work out in a diff- in the same way, but you can, you get a new perspective on something. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I'd say like what else helped me as well is because, um, now this is a much, much more approachable way versus doing a door-to-door sales job for everyone. We, we need all the ways. We need all the ways. All the ways. Give us the tips. Yeah. Um, do you guys, have you guys ever heard of the book called, um, well, do you guys know who Dale Carnegie is? No. No. No, okay. Yeah, I wish I could look it up on my Amazon Kindle, but my phone is being used as a microphone right now. He wrote a book 
called How to Make Friends or something like that. Oh, How to Make Friends and Influence People. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's yeah I've heard of that book. book. Yeah, so yeah. that was also the book that I um, that I was reading at the time that, you know, one of my uh, sales team managers um, told me to read to help me out just to be able to speak with people better. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's a really good book to read, you know, if you want to start out. Um, and if you're more of a textbook person or an introverted person, that really does help you out because it helps you just to kind of dip your feet in the water and actually get yourself moving. Right. Mm. Makes sense, right? Like, because um, I think one of the things that helps us with security is knowledge or mm-hmm. like insecurity is knowledge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> I think one of the things that, and this is going to be a bad example, mm-hmm. and I don't know if this is a weird example. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people, before they go on dates, they'll, like, scour someone's social media. Like, what we kind of call, like, deep diving. Um, <laughs> I've never done that, but okay. Yeah, I was going to say, because... like, I've specifically tried not to do that. <laughs> yeah, to make the date, like, in itself interesting, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but for people like myself, um, when I was, like, insecure about a date, I would make sure that, okay, like, what are the things that they're interested in so I can talk about them mm. and be informed in them? Um and whatever maybe just so that the date itself would go well mm-hmm. in regards to all that right um so I think yeah the idea of like before the prior before the actual interaction you prepare like preparation to me is like the best way to kind of like um I don't know if it's the best way to fight insecurity mm-hmm. as a concept but it's probably the best way to fight the symptoms of what you feel is insecurity mm. um okay. because it's 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 building that like okay like you're you're grabbing you're you're taking you're taking a proactive like approach to dealing with like something that's giving you like worry and and, and making you feel like and from an insecurity you might have mm-hmm. so to me it's like when i was subbing uh, i my insecurities about my ability as a teacher mm. would um would very much be only be eased when i planned stuff mm. i could not i'm i don't I honestly don't understand teachers who can just wing it mm-hmm. if they're like, or I mean, I could to a degree, maybe over time, right? Like now I can kind of do it. But even with that being said, like the idea of having plans, setting out mentalities, like they, they help you like step-by-step things to ensure success, right? That's, that's, that helped with like dealing with the feelings of insecurity mm-hmm. for a long time. Yeah. I think, that's that's one of those things too like building you know like Alex kind of said you know a lot of times right now like you just see the product of somebody's work you Mm -hmm. don't see all the hard work that's gone into it and the preparation and the practice and I think it was in a Matt Diavella YouTube YouTube video Uh he's really cool he's a filmmaker and does a lot of stuff on like um productivity and like different things or those are the videos that I've been drawn to but I think it was him and he said like um practice breeds confidence right and Mm -hmm. that kind of hit me because it's like you know you really have to start doing Mm -hmm. like and that's where that's where um I've kind of found that things have helped like if I just start like doing things that like are like building up that kind of confidence like that right. kind of helps yeah um it like it helps me quiet 
my insecurities because like I'm proving to myself that I can do the thing that mm-hmm. I'm insecure about. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. And then that's that's definitely something. Oh yeah, like I can definitely compel yourself to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. practice building confidence. Like again, I feel like confidence is the, like the enemy of insecurity mm-hmm. eventually, right? Yeah. yeah. And then um, it's just how people go about doing that is like really, really important. Yeah, definitely. Think, yeah, yeah, preparation I think is really helpful mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh, I'm sorry, Jenny. Is there something <laughs> that you feel insecure about that you're willing to talk about? Lots of things. Mm-hmm. I, I guess not. Well, yeah. There's I've got lots of insecurities that like I've kind of been working through. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, hmm. One of the ones that, like, I'm kind of actively working through right now is, like, um, an insecurity about, like, career kind of life plan. Oh, okay. Um, That's, like, a big one. It's a it's a pretty big one. Um, and I think um, the thing for me is, like, I started working, you know, in high school. Like, mm-hmm. um so a lot of my identity and adult kind of growth is wrapped up in the work that I do. Okay. And like the fact that I work and actually I really like working and I think that's one of the things like that kind of gets like insecurity is like it feels kind of weird to say. You know, like, there's a lot of culture around, like, oh, I hate my job. Like, I can't yeah. believe that I'm here, oh, you know? Yeah. So, like, being somebody that, like, you know, that you're happy to go to work is, like, that's something that's out of the societal norm. And, like, some, like, people don't understand. Mm-hmm. And, um, but also at the same point, like, I kind of grew up with that. And I feel like probably a lot of people in our generation did where... You know, you kind of go through high school, you go through college, like you get a good right, job, the path, yeah. the path, like you're set up and, you know, you pick your career and you're going to be there. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot about how, and and not only that, but like, you know, once you get in your career, like you work your way up the corporate ladder kind right. of thing. And that's kind of the idea that I was like working on. Mm-hmm. Um but I realized fairly early on, like, I, at my old job, I worked at Disneyland for almost 10 years. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got hired right out of high school and, like, just kind of worked my way up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really liked it, um, but I kind of realized that I didn't want to go into management in the way that it was there. Okay. Oh, so I see. I got up to a supervisor and just kind of stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, it made like a hard pivot, huh? Not really even a hard pivot. I just kind of sat in it and was like, well, I'm just going to do this. And oh, like, I see. You know, have tried to take on like different roles and, you know, do different things like special projects and um, like pop-up locations and like that kind of thing. But I think I really kind of stagnated in that for a while. I see. And um, like... You know, and I kind of had this idea like, oh, I want to change, like, I want to move on to something else, but I didn't know what, because mm. okay. I was like, I have all this training in, like, customer service, but, like, I don't really want to stay in, like, a retail position, and it's like, mm-hmm. well, what what do you do with this? Like, I don't want to be 
a manager like how do you kind of go about that so yeah definitely yeah and so that's been kind of a weird thing and then like ended up moving on to hotels and now I'm kind of like I was like oh great hotels this is something that I can stick to and then I was kind of like oh actually this isn't quite what I want either so still like looking for something else like oh where can I use my skills Mm -hmm. but it's always been kind of this idea of like what can I stick to as like a long-term career Mm -hmm. and like now I'm kind of realizing that that's not it's it's not what I want to do and it's not I feel like kind of in today's like the way the corporate world works like it's not even that practical Mm. um you know just because there's a lot of there's a lot of uncertainty and like kind of I mean like I don't want to be doing the same thing for like a prolonged period for 50 years yeah Yeah. like I don't I just don't want to be doing that like there's so many interests that I have yeah and Mm -hmm. like different things that I want to try Mm -hmm. where it's like I just that model like I don't fit that model right you know and I don't like I'm still kind of wrapping my head around like how how does it look when you don't do that you know like because I've had ideas about like starting my own business and kind of things and it's like yeah but I always worry about like sustainability sustainability like like, how long can I keep this going Mm -hmm. or am I gonna have to like fall back to a corporate job and it's just because, like, I haven't done it before. Yeah. So it's, like, there's so many... There's, like, a lot of mindset work. And, like, I think a lot of insecurities are really ingrained in us, like, from a young age, which is probably why we can't quite identify right. where they came from. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it's just, like, it's just a learned behavior sort of thing. And when you start to realize that you don't quite fit in that learned behavior that's where like the insecurity kind of comes up and maybe that's not even quite the right terminology but hopefully you know what I mean but like that's where I my insecurity has been it's like it's when you're doing something different than you've been probably told to do or like is a smart thing to do that's the other thing is like oh smart people do this right and those are smart people are successful and you know well off they're comfortable um but the more i think about it like i like seeing people doing different things like coming at things in different ways absolutely you know so that's what i'm trying to hold on to is like i like seeing that so i know other people like seeing that right like like, you can you can like like, you can yeah you can do different things in a different way like why can't i do that and it's like you might be more of a smaller group but like Mm -hmm. that's okay yeah yeah and yeah yeah. it's it's hard there's i mean i get it because like and what's interesting is yeah when i think back about like when i think back about like um path right like Mm -hmm. the path and like stuff like that i think we can all kind of talk about like i think all of us essentially right are like people who've like made a derivative off that path because mm-hmm. it i think anyone who really made a podcast is someone who really didn't follow like that choice like mm-hmm. i don't because again this was not an option when i was going to school like the idea of just having like 
like you could maybe get into radio but you would have to go through like all those steps yeah. or whatever maybe mm-hmm. but the idea of just self-starting like um like a podcast or or essentially just having recorded conversations and people to hear it and have that be a form of success mm-hmm. like people off the beaten path would only think this is a viable option because it's still so new because we see so yeah i think it's what's important is like we see so little um people you know just deriving off that path and i think what's important is this idea like i think with insecurity it's like you feel insecure when you used to be so secure in something and you're just not in that mold you're not in that fit like you really believe like you really did believe like this was a form of success and then you think like why am i not fitting here like why am i not allowing to go into this like am i crazy am i stupid like am i is there something that i don't know that they just all know like why am i not like this like and it goes with like yeah standards of beauty like whatever it is like you believed in a standard of something like for some reason mm-hmm. a subtle or maybe at a certain point like very active but when you start to like not be able to fit into that or understand that then you're like you start to question yourself and like you start to think like okay this is where like my sense of insecurities are starting to come out mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i think yeah that comes like at a very young age and it's tough because i, I work in education and the very nature of it is like we try to give as much opportunity to um, to students as possible. But the problem is, is that what we decide is viable opportunity mm. is 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 what like we can only portray. Like okay, like it makes sense to give you skill sets like that could be make you like okay like can give you a steady career or maybe like you know like critical thinking like stuff like that but if you wanted to become like an artist or a rapper sometimes it's like implied the idea like oh like that's not a viable opportunity so ergo we're not going to teach you those skills right or you know like podcasting or whatever it may be um or just anything that just seems outside of the path of what we considered like viable opportunities. And so I feel bad, like, cause like I'm sure there's, there's always, there's these kids that like have the ability, the work ethic, but it's just whatever we're doing there in the, in that classroom or whatever, it just doesn't fit them or it doesn't make sense for them. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a, it's a combat for sure. Um, cause sometimes I think like it's, it's ignorance right like it's like you just don't know and then you'll um you'll uh you'll learn it you'll learn it you'll you'll appreciate it over time we hope but then sometimes it's like oh i'm forcing something that you just in your nature do do not like to know right and i think that's just really tough because it's like i'm telling kids like when they get F's or when they do this, it's like they, they incorporate that as like, I'm stupid. I'm not going to be successful. I'm not right. going to have these things. And it's like, that's not true. It's just in this room, in this particular area, right? Like, it's just, it, this is not a place you're thriving at. Mm-hmm. But it's just one single place and one single subject, whatever it may be. But then the vice versa, right? Like, I don't want kids not to take that seriously. Right. Like, if this is important to you, right like why are you really failing is it because you're putting your best effort or is it because you're just you just you've just dismissed it for whatever because it can't give you anything yeah. and that's important for students to know definitely and the interesting thing is that well there's like a lot of people that can relate your situation jenny mm. and 
what I thought was really cool was that, um, like for example, Gordon Ramsay, he mm. actually his first career choice was uh, being a professional soccer player. Oh. Yeah, so that was his first choice. Um, what happened was that he had a premature knee injury. Oh. Yeah, because I mean, of that happens to a lot of people. It does, and you know, in situations like that, people think that's the end of it. Right. You know, right. they think they can't do anything else anymore. Right. That's all I've ever done. No, like that's their passion. That's their dream. It just got destroyed, dismantled, right. and floored to the ground. But eventually, he found his way back through cooking. Mm. You know, being you know, cooking, being a chef, like that. That's that became his main career path, mm-hmm. and he just you know took a risk for it. He just did um, what what else he was passionate about. Mm-hmm. Like he just had to explore what else now, uh, and took the shot rather than just sitting there all day, sitting in his own you know fetal position, saying I, I can't like do wallowing, any, you know? yeah, yeah, wallowing and stuff like that, rather than mm-hmm. him just. <laughs> Rather than that, he just he just searched for something else, and you know now he's a, a very famous celebrity chef. Yeah, he owns twenty restaurants, maybe even more than that, around the world, and you know now he's on National Geographic show where he just goes to really crazy places and find ingredients and makes scrambled eggs out of it. Nice. <laughs> Do you ever think he thinks about becoming a soccer player? He did. Or like he misses, like he misses, he he wishes he he was a a soccer player. I feel like he really does. I don't know. I I, mean, you never know, but like, I I always think you kind of have that like first love in your heart. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and Mm -hmm. it's like, and I think that's one of those things that is kind of hard with like career or life path is like, it's kind it's it's kind of expected that you pick like one thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's where I think that's that's where like I haven't resonated with that, you know. It's like I there's a lot of different things that I like and there's so many different things to do in this world. So it's like why should we limit ourselves to one thing? Like yeah. yes, you know, practice and like hone your skills and maybe like focus in on one for a certain period of time mm-hmm. or like build skills around it you know mm-hmm. like but i don't think you have to like we don't have to like pigeonhole ourselves into like yeah like you a, know a certain thing like absolutely i feel know. yeah i feel like there's a lot of things that can be um placed together you know, for example, yeah. like for dance, um, you don't have to stay and dance all the time. Right. You can actually, you know, um, instead of, you know, being a choreographer or being a dance uh, studio owner, you can actually be a videographer. Yeah. Because that's what happened with Snow Globe was the idea how Snow Globe, which is a, um, a dance studio up in Whittier, how the idea of Snow Globe was created was the, um, whereas everyone was pitching in money for the studio. Hmm. And the idea was um, the one who started the studio, his, uh, his main career choice was actually being a videographer. Mm. So what he did was that he would record um, choreographers or dancers at Snow Globe to, um, to um, um, <sighs> advertise for his studio, mm. you know? And not only that, he would grant exposure for those dancers and choreographers with his videography techniques so that way people 
follow them on Instagram or, you know, give them a big name. Not And the interesting thing about it as well is that he teaches those videography skills to those dancers and choreographers and those people who are doing interns on the front yeah. desks. So these are actually skill sets that you can learn that's very transferable that made hip-hop and urban dance big as it is today yeah. because of the exposure of videography and the internet. Wow. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. That's really cool. Yeah, literally. It's that's... Like, that's like the most community thing you can do. Yeah. Right? Like, I think it's like, it's such a great, like, there are so many things. And what's weird about success is like, yeah, there's one concept where you, you have to have one thing. But then in, in grabbing that one thing, you're supposed to have so many other things. And I think this is, becomes like such a problem. Not a problem, but like you're trying to negotiate that concept. Mm-hmm. Because like, I don't know how many times at my work, like parents want their kids to be like doctors mm-hmm. and like lawyers. So they, they invest them in like violin and piano. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, again, like this is like a gripe I have just because it's like, like you're trying to do so many things to equal this singular successful result. But the problem is, is like the variables of all of those little things, right? Sometimes you can't control how they're going to shape that person. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like you can't tell a person, hey, you're only going to do piano for five years and you have to reach this level. And then that's it. You only get five years to do it. Like you never tell your kid that you just, you just invest them in piano and then if they like it, like you, you hope that, and then you just, whether you know it or not, you're like hoping to, but some are like just hoping to develop like a skill set or discipline or, or the sort of like secondary like benefits of taking that. But you actually, I don't know, like a lot of parents are like, I don't know if I would actually want my kid to be playing piano. Mm. Like, like I wouldn't want it in my house. Right. Right. But I want the idea of my child that can play piano because that idea can lead to the idea of them being successful in blank and blank or something. Right. So, mm-hmm. And the problem is, it's like in negotiating all that stuff, when you fail to meet up to like particular standards, you become very insecure about who you are. Like, I don't want to be a doctor. I don't want to be a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And then, or why am I doing, why am I on this path? Like what, like, is it because of me or is it because of what other people expected of me because right. I followed all of these steps and blank and blank and I should be having this and I should be not be having that. I don't know if I mentioned the story about like this UCLA uh, graduate who became like an like a intellectual property lawyer and he was like at a wedding and like he was like like in and, like you know on the surface like oh wow you, you made it you know you're, mm-hmm. you must be great but he was like he just shook his head like, man, I, I did not want to do this. Yeah. Oh, like, I did dear. not want to do this. Like, and the reality yeah, you never is, talked about that. Oh, no. It's just like this person. Like, I just remember his face. He's just like, it's so boring. It's like so bad. See? Like, yeah. and, and then it's like, that's the thing. Like, to me, you're not successful. Right. In that degree. Because you're not, you're not, the benefits of, to me, like, what's the point of being successful if you're not really happy? Right. And so that's like changing that persona and then the other thing is just like that's like yeah i think you want your kids to explore so that they have skills but then you want them to just narrow down on that idea but you can't just stop the idea of exploration yeah Mm -hmm. like at that age it's like oh i I need to figure things out for myself and you really they have to kind of figure stuff out for themselves and so Mm -hmm. and you know if you just dictated their entire life it's like i don't know what i'm doing so really the main thing is to always 
remember is explore. Explore what you want to do. There's like we all have things that we like. Yeah. Try it out for a couple. You know, try to dedicate it for at least you know、uh, four months or so. If it's something that you don't think it's good for you, then try something else. Like honestly, age is just a just a number. You have all the time in the world just to be who you want to be. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. You know, and、um, I actually want to actually move on this conversation to the next question.、Um, now this is a very actually interesting question because we actually spoke about this earlier. And、uh, Cedric, I'm at well, actually Jenny, I'm gonna ask you this question. This is actually a tough question. You ready? <laughs> yeah, she's so ready. Bring, bring it on. Let's go.、Um, is insecurity a disease to get rid of, or is it essential for us to、uh, that we have to become come to terms with?、Mm. I don't know if I'd describe it as a disease. Like, I don't think. I think there are symptoms of insecurity、mm-hmm. that、um, a lot of people they just try and fix the symptoms、mm-hmm. as opposed to like the deep kind of fear sort of thing、mm. that they're actually going with. So, like for instance, I'd I'd say in general there are a fair there's a fair amount of people that have insecurities about. Like the way that their body looks for whatever reason, you、yeah. know, it might be somebody who's like feels like they're too skinny and they can't like bulk up and get muscles. Yeah. Or there's somebody who feels like they're too fat and you know they can't slim down and lose weight.、Mm-hmm. And they like we try and fix the symptoms of it、um, because that's kind of what society tells us to do. You、mm-hmm. know,、like、fix it. Fix it. You know, like oh, if you do this, then you'll be better. Yeah, kind of thing.、Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it's like oh, if you lose weight, then people will like you, and you'll get all the good things, and blah blah blah. Yeah. And one, I would beg the question, like, do you even want those things that, in the first like, place? In the first place. And two, I the thing that I found and like have kind of been working through and like. Heard about just like coming up as a theme is like, you know, if you're not grateful for what you have,、mm-hmm. and then you're not, you're never going to be grateful for what you get. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, right. Like,、um, you know, there's no way that like I can be like positive in like my body, right? If like. If I lose weight, if I'm not positive about my body right now, kind、mm-hmm. of thing, right? You know, it's more of an internal, like, that's an internal question that you have to solve, as instead of like looking for the external answers. That's very true. You know, and Could, that, like, yeah, yeah.、Um, sorry, sorry. No, it's okay. Because, <laughs> <laughs>、um, like, the interesting thing about it is that I've actually you know, come across people who. Who you know are really fit, who are、yeah. you know who are really like in shape, and or like you know 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 how to take care of their body, but like whenever I talk to them, they say, yeah, no, I still think I'm really fat. Yeah, I'm like, like I what? Could be doing better, right? Are yeah, you like, serious? Are、better. you kidding me? Yeah, like you know? oh, I could lift more, or 
oh, you know, I'm still like, I'm still working on my arms kind of thing. Yeah. Like, and I think those kind of little comments about ourselves are, are the ones that like, yeah. where you can see the insecurity, like really coming in. Exactly. Like, like, um, <laughs> I, I had like earlier this year, like I lost a decent amount of weight. And, Congratulations. Thank you. Um, I'm kind of plateauing. See, I, did, I just did it. I just did it. Like, yeah. and it happens all the time. But I had an um, a uh, who was it? It was one of my trainers. I started going to kickboxing, and that was like sick. Yeah, it's super fun. Highly recommend it. Yeah. Um, but it was like it was really the consistency building up, and like um, the like watching what I ate kind of thing, and like just being more mindful of it, like not like super restricting or anything but um well actually it was like a super restricting diet so anyways but I learned differently mm-hmm. um but anyways one of my trainers was like somehow in class she came up with like uh she had heard some like seen an interview with Oprah mm-hmm. and like the interviewer had said oh my gosh your house is so great like it's beautiful and Oprah was like thanks, I worked really hard for it. Mm-hmm. And, like, just hearing that kind of, like, shifted part of my mindset and, like, kind of helped me quiet my insecurities because mm-hmm. the thing that I found was, like, when I lost weight, I actually got a lot more attention, which, like, made me even more <laughs> insecure. Uh, yeah. I see. Yeah, um, I like, that. a lot of people were at work were, like, commenting on it, like, oh, my gosh, Jenny, you look so great, which still kind of makes me uncomfortable like thinking about it Mm -hmm. um and like when it happens now but um it was that kind of like taking that shift and like because I would just kind of like try and cover myself up like oh no like don't Mm -hmm. look at me like kind of a false modesty sort of thing like right "Uh thanks um but then like I started shifting and was like thanks I worked hard on it yeah and that's good that's like yeah because that shows gratefulness exactly and Mm -hmm. it's like and it i think the other part too is like it kind of validates my hard work it's Mm -hmm. like yeah i worked hard for this Mm -hmm. you know like i did this thing Mm -hmm. and that's i think like i was saying earlier like i think putting in that effort and that um practice and that preparation it builds like your, your, it, it, it builds, builds that confidence, confidence. And, yeah. and it's like i had to start saying it before i actually really believed it mm-hmm. like i kind of had to force myself into that situation mm-hmm. where it's like thanks i worked hard for it and mm-hmm. like but the more i said it like the easier it got right. like creating a habit for yourself yeah. yeah yeah creating that habit and like i think even more so like really creating that belief in myself sort of thing where it's like yeah you know mm-hmm. like I can work hard towards things right mm-hmm. and um and then you know like what I'm saying. you're but, you're yeah. gaining like you're gaining the things like you're, yeah like and it's like okay like I'm becoming like you're making an active choice to be secure by dealing with like a like I, and I think we all have that habit yeah where it's just like to me like I'm so awkward with compliments mm-hmm. because Aww. to me it's not what I sought out for. Mm-hmm. Right. I, like, I didn't seek attention that way. Yeah. I sought the benefits of my life being, like, quote, unquote, closer to the vision that I want. I don't, like, like yeah, I don't, like, you know, um, go out dancing or try to get better at dancing so that people could tell me, like, oh, you're a dope dancer. Right. Right? I wanted to do it because, like, I, like, all this mentality, I wanted to be a part of myself. 
and so like or it's just like oh like this is for me and then it's just like oh but then when i hear it i'll be like no and then you're right like that's when i start slipping like I'm, I, I still have more to go. Yeah. Like, you focus on the, the gaps between as opposed to the progress you've done. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and I think, too, it can feel like bragging. Like, yeah. You know, and it's like, but it's not. It's not bragging. It's like, yeah. Acknowledgement, I work, right? It's acknowledgement of the hard work that you've done. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's nice to be seen. Like, it's not everything, but it's nice for people to see like the heart like it's actually nice for people to see like the effort mm-hmm. like the results of the effort that you've done yeah like um so yeah i think that's a really important I, one I to remember totally agree De- definitely all right so i have a question oh cool what are times or where's a situation that you found that insecurity affected whether positively or negatively like what you really wanted to do Hmm. Let's see. Oh, that's a really good question. <laughs> um, I gotta think deep about this one. Oh my god. I'd say yeah. I'd say I feel like the most insecure times that I felt that way is when I feel like I don't have enough money to do something. Mm. You know, I feel like I'm too broke to do this because this requires a lot of money. And I never acted upon it because because I didn't want to invest time in finding another job because I was too comfortable in the situation that I was mm. just to do the things that I wanted. You know, back then, like, I didn't have a car. I had, I had to take the bus. Mm-hmm. And there are days where um, I didn't want to go take a dance class because it was too far away or it would take two or three hours of my day mm-hmm. because, because, like... I don't want to waste that much time to get to where I want to go, but I but eventually down the line that I realized that it was super important to me that I had to go, and mm-hmm. that took time. Like I had to face myself millions of times just to say I have to take this dance class. I know it's two or three hours away, but I just gotta do it because like especially on those times I feel like I'm most vulnerable because I could just go to my computer and just you know play video games. It's mm-hmm. literally right there. It's two steps away versus a million steps away from what I wanted to do Mm. and to really balance that out and to really decide which would be a better path to actually benefit my life and you know my scenario of what I wanted to do I had to make huge decisions like that for me just to step out so definitely money was a big hindrance for me and that was something that I had to learn to grow as well in that sort of field to actually work more hours to actually actually make that money so I can save up and do those things. Especially now that I'm going to be working at a new job that's going to be working 12 hours a day, mm-hmm. uh, five days a week, um, you know, help jumpstart people's cars. Okay. Nice. So, yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. What, about, what, about, what about you, Cedric? Mine is not as um, meaningful I think. Well, you don't have to say that. Uh, because I think uh, finances, it's, it's uh, no matter what, like it's always going to be a big deal. It's a quantitative big deal. Mm-hmm. Like you can calculate like that stuff. And like, and then it gets into your, like it, it gets into your head. Like, just like, oh, why am I, it's like the idea of money and value and worth and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, and what I can and can't do. Yeah. And you just like, decisions just get bound up in that so mine is 
Mine's just gonna be a little bit different. So I'm a salsa dancer <laughs> mm-hmm. and a bachata dancer. So regardless, I dance socially and protocol or etiquette requires that um, I I as the like the lead must ask a girl to dance. Oh, okay. Right? Like, um, for the most part, like it's it's like the de facto of that. And Look, I love dancing, mm-hmm. right? Like to me, it's such a great creative outlet. But when my insecurity gets activated, is like when I'm dancing. Um, when you look at someone that you're dancing, especially like a follow, my initial reaction sometimes is like, when someone is amazing, I just my insecurity activates very clearly. Mm-hmm. Like I can't dance with that person because mm-hmm. then I'm worried they're not gonna have a good time with me, or they're gonna be bored with me. That they're gonna not necessarily like um really want to uh want to continue dancing with me like that i'll be discarded or brushed off Mm -hmm. uh just a thousand thoughts that keep me petrified in my place Mm. um and it sucks because i think a lot of times and it's weird because i think i cause drama uh in doing so because really when you our scene is small and I've been in it for a while so you just get known like you just you're seen around all the time oh, okay. and when you feel like someone like I feel like I hear this some maybe sometimes a lot from follows it's like when they know someone is good and then they don't and the person that person never dances with them mm. they like think like why why won't they you know like why won't they dance with me and so insecurities on both sides begin to start tackling in this particular kind of relationship. Right. And it's me dealing with that. Like, I, to me, it's very much the idea, like, I don't think I'm good enough to dance with you because I think you're killing it. And I don't want you to, you know, like, to be next to someone who's not killing it mm-hmm. or as well as you might uh, be doing or whatever the case. Like a thousand different reasons why we wouldn't sync up. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just it's just I'm feeling my mind with excuses to just stand still. Mm. But at the end of the day, it doesn't help because I'm still thinking about it. Like I think about all the people that I could be dancing with, like the quote unquote pros or like people who are just amazing Mm -hmm. and them like, and then just me not dancing with them and me maybe not learning from them or me not enjoying that dance or just, or even vice versa, like them not dancing with me. And then they're like, Oh, so like lately it's it sucks because like I'll be honest like I'll be completely honest and it sucks that I have to be this honest. I recently like I'll go to places and the ratio in which I ask girls to dance is inverted to the version of where to the point where more girls will ask me to dance than I'll ask them to dance mm-hmm. because I've I've just rided on my reputation mm-hmm. and it's just it's problematic I think um, and I think it's. And as I think about it now, I think one of the reasons why perhaps I am so insecure is because people have told me, yeah, like you are so blank and blank and so blank and blank. And then you really don't, you're not quite sure if you really are, but people think you should be. Mm. And then you're just like, I don't know if I should be at this place or whatever it may be. So um, in general, like it's it's hindered my growth as a dancer because I'm denying myself, um, you know, like amazing dance opportunities Mm -hmm. uh, just because I feel like I I don't feel worthy of them. Mm. And um, it's, it's, 
it's kind of tough. Uh, I just, I, it's, it's just weird because it's like you just think this is so superficial. Um, and maybe that's what gets into my head. It's like, it's just a dance. Like, I'll never see that person again, maybe. But then I think about like all the chances I miss and opportunities I miss out on. Yeah. And that's when I think like I need to figure out how to, to you know, to not just be like prepared, mm-hmm. but to be confident in right. scenarios that I'm not prepared for. Gotcha. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I've heard this quote a couple times recently, and it's confidence is just fear walking. Confidence just fear walking. I've never heard that one. Yeah, it's it's one that like really hits me because it's not about like um, getting over your fear. It's like working with your fear. Oh, kind of thing, okay. and like walking alongside it. And like courage is really doing um, is like doing something even though you're scared. Right. Oh, you yeah. know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's one of those things that's like really helped me like in to kind of keep in my head and like I'm definitely I feel like there's a lot of insecurities that I'm still working through and like the kind of frustrating thing for me is like there's so many layers with insecurity (laughs) you know and it's like and even when you get through one insecurity like there might be another one that pops up like for me you know um before it was like you know, I feel insecure in my body, but then like the next insecurity was attention mm-hmm. because that means more people are looking sure. at me and that means that more people are paying attention to what I'm doing, which theoretically means more people could like critique or could critique or like or like just being watched kind of like oh, weirds okay. me out sometimes. And it's mostly because it's like, oh, maybe people are going to notice like how weird I am. Oh. But also like I love being weird. So hey. Hey, that one's like a weird double-edged sword <laughs> that I got. Like, <laughs> This is the weirdest double-edged sword it is. I've ever it's seen. It's like, you know, it's all squiggly and stuff. <laughs> like it does different things. It's edged on different sides than you think. Exactly. It's, yeah. I love it. Um. It's not actually on the middle. It's actually on the ends of the blade. Yeah, sometimes it cuts you. Like, it's oh, no. dangerous. Ouch. But, you know, it's it's kind of that weird thing. So I totally forgot. My train of thought just, like, went well, the opposite were, direction. Yeah, we <laughs> just talked about <laughs> weird blade. being watched. Yeah. And then, like, it's like, you know, it's... And then you're worried about being weird, but you like being weird. Right. And then... That's good. What was I saying before that? The confidence. Oh, And yeah. walking with your fear. Yeah. So it's, I think, like, really kind of understanding your insecurity is, like, the mm-hmm. first step. Like, not just what you are feeling insecure about, but, like, what that is telling you. You know, it's like, it, I guess insecurity to me has become, like... Eh, you know like what are the symptoms and then what are the symptoms trying to tell me like yeah. what am I actually afraid of so mm-hmm. like like yeah for like Alex, digging right yeah through. for like Alex you know you're afraid or you're like your insecurity is about not having money but like I would beg the question like what like what have you made that mean about yourself right you know mm-hmm. and like for Cedric like you don't want to ask people because you don't feel like you're worthy so mm-hmm. like is that is that the root of the insecurity like not feeling worthy or is there something else 
Um, I think, yeah. Like, are you, so if you're asking me for sure, yeah. I think, yeah, it's about <laughs> worthiness. It's about, it's about ability. Because I think when I see myself dance, and I'll be honest, like, I'll be like, I don't, I don't love it yet. Mm-hmm. And if I can't love it, I can't understand how others could. Mm. And wow. that's like a important thing. Like this is like a uh, John Green quote uh, from John Green. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, because he wrote, uh, "Is it Fault in My Stars?" The Fault in Our Stars. The Fault in Our Stars. And I think the quote goes like, "I don't know if this is. I don't know if I'm quoting anything correctly, um, <laughs> or citing this anything correctly." But it's like, um, "We only accept the love we think we deserve." I think that was Perks of Being a Wallflower. Is that Perks of Being a Wallflower? <laughs> I don't know. Like all these teen novels. We could look um, it up. I mean, I do um, love John Green though. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nerd Fighteria, DFTBA. But in that regard, right? I think it's just like very much like if there are things about yourself that you can't accept, you have a hard time understanding how others could too. Yeah. And so, in that regard, like if you feel like you're, if you don't feel like you're, you're that level of dancer. You don't want to be at that level. You don't dance with people at that level because you just feel like I just don't belong here. Oh yeah, the the whole sense of acceptance. Right, the whole sense of acceptance, and um, and I think it's just like there's a comfort there. Like people want that because it's comfortable. Like it's like oh, like hey, like I this is where I belong, mm-hmm. and that's a good thing to know. Yeah, but in other regards, it's like I don't want to just stay in one place. But in not staying in one place, you don't know where maybe where you'll go, mm-hmm. and that's also a sense of insecurity. Like that's the trade-off that you get, right? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be idle, and you go into a place and you realize like, oh, I'm lost, and and that's where your insecurities kind of dwell in that. In that case, yeah, it's about like worthiness. It's about self-love, mm-hmm. and it's about you know understanding. It's not necessarily understanding where I belong, but it's just understanding that I do belong, regardless. Mm. Like just in any place mm-hmm. that I feel like I can go, mm-hmm. or that that's there. And try. I, I definitely agree with that. Was it perks of being a wallflower? It's perks of being wallflower. Oh. I don't know how to pronounce this man's name. <laughs> uh, Stephen Chopsky. Chopsky. Chops. Chabosky. Sorry Chopsky. for butchering that, but yeah. Or just misquoting that in general. It's, a, it's cool. Yeah. We accept the love we think we deserve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then that's Interesting. it. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's yeah. That's really cool. Honestly, I feel like we'll probably need to come back on this episode because there's so much. Come back. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Yeah. So we'll so we'll we'll see. Um, maybe later down, along down the line, or maybe it could be the next week episode. But for the time. Surprise. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but yeah, just let us know uh, in the comments below. But also, um, I'll probably do like a survey on this as well. Uh-huh. So we'll, we'll we'll see what survey. The poll, yes, what the poll says. So, um, but this is kind of getting late. So let's uh, let's wrap it up, shall we? It's, final. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Final. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna record that one day and just I could just press a button and say final words. I don't know if we should be going. I don't know if we should be going into like weekend radio Can versions. Can I be a hype button, please? Oh, <laughs> just record right. Jenny just doing it. Yeah, just doing all that. All... <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Any um any last uh, final thoughts, uh, Cedric? 
Um, with your insecurities, um, again, I think like it's just it's always about I've, something that Jenny said, and I think this is really important to reiterate. I hope I, you know I'm not gonna steal it because she might say the same thing. I did that to uh, Alex in one of these podcasts, so I'm, not, I'm just going to think of something completely original. Wait, I, still I don't remember, remember what I said. I want to hear your opinion. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, it's just the idea of, like, um, just you have to kind of know, uh, you have to kind of, like, dig deeper into your insecurities mm. than just um, what you're feeling. Like, yeah, you can treat the symptoms of your of your insecurity. You can prepare yourself. You can plan you can do those things. And again, they're all viable options, but yeah. there should be an additional step where you're just trying to find the root of those things and then trying to love and accept perhaps like, you know, uh, what those, like what that feeling of insecurity is telling you. Mm -hmm. And then you, you move forward in, in your life under that understanding mm -hmm. or through that understanding. So just keep that in mind. Uh, take the time to just really, when you're feeling like I can't, um, or I don't belong, or this is not like right for me. Take the time to understand why before you just simply react and mm -hmm. then do something that you don't, you know, you don't really want to do. Mm -hmm. So that's my final thought on that. Uh, Jenny, that's a good final thought. That is. I'm glad that Jenny thought of it. <laughs> yeah. And then it came out of my mouth. You know, we Typically just, you just, we just have that thought. sort of connection. Yes. Like. <laughs> yes. Um. Oh, now I gotta think of a final thought. <laughs> <laughs> do, you want, do you want me just to go? Yeah, go, Alex. Okay, yeah, okay. I gotta to think Alex. Of All right, let's see here. So that way, Cedric doesn't steal my final thoughts. Um, steal all your final thoughts. <laughs> thought stealer. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Um, so I'd say when it comes to insecurities, I'd say really, really. Dig within. Well, you're here. You just said that. I hate you, Cedric. <laughs> I have all the final thoughts. Ouch. This, this, if this was a game show, I'd probably lose against you right now. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll spin it in a way where I'll, where it's really me then. Yes. Right. So, really face yourself when you have these insecurities, because no one can do this for you. Mm. Even though they'll try many ways, like telling you to do this, do this, and this, it's ultimately up to you and your decisions in choosing to understand what these insecurities mean and actually execute upon making a positive impact out of them. Because insecurities, in my opinion, can be both a bad thing if you let it overcome you, overwhelm you, but it can be a good thing by creating an opportunity for you to grow in a much further and stronger pace to understand, you know what? Yeah, I, I, I am this bad, but that doesn't mean I have to be that way. That doesn't mean that I have to stay that way. I can choose to be something that'll grow from this. Because, you know, every seed, every tree, every plant is grown from dirty ass dirt. You know, yes. And before these uh, trees become trees, they're a seed, and seeds go underground first in this dirty ass dirt. Then they go into a sproutling, then a tree. So you really have to dig deep within the dirtiness and get your hands dirty, and really 
face it head on so that way you can grow become a beautiful tree well you gotta knock dirt what's wrong with dirt because dirt's dirty it's just, <laughs> just follow the metaphor. I guess. Well, yeah, but also to go along with that, the dirt gives the plant the nutrients that it needs to grow. Yes, I. Yeah. So like, so, so like, so maybe it's actually a positive when it could be seen as somebody else's negative. Right. Boom. Okay, Jenny. Ah. I just enhanced your metaphor. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> well, any final words, Jenny? That uh, aren't like that, that aren't, aren't like criticizing his metaphor. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm questioning. That's what we're here to do. Yes, Question. We Fair yes, enough. We are. We are. I Fair agree. Enough. Um, I don't think I really have anything. <laughs> I think okay. everybody kind of wrapped it up nicely, and I think it was don't a then, good conversation. Any, just, then just give them like a nice little tidbit to to hear from you. Yeah, like a piggyback. Piggyback. Yeah, I think the main thing is to really like. Um, Take a look at what you actually want. Kind of like what Alex was saying. But even more so, like, um, I think we said it in the Euphoria episode. Like, really sit with yourself and, like, decide, like, what does success look like to you? How do you want your life? Like, what do you want your life to look like? What are your interests? Like, really take the time to like ask yourself those questions maybe journal them out kind of thing and really get to the heart of like what you really value and what you want to see your life look like because you know you can get influences from all sorts of places like you know from the outside world but it's really like it's your life you're the one that's living it and if it makes you happy as long as you're not hurting anybody or you know like destroying anything property wise probably like or lives wise or, or lives wise you know it's, but that kind of feeds in with the hurting people it's getting like, dark here no no no, no, no. <laughs> i mean like as long as you're like it really doesn't matter what you're doing as long as you're not hurting or destroying things yeah. okay like that's that's kind of my idea you know it's like it doesn't matter what you do with your life like as long as, long as, it as makes long, it as long as it makes you happy, you know, like, mm-hmm. or as long as you can feel fulfilled, like, really, that's the main thing. And mm-hmm. hopefully people take that in the right way. Um, if you don't, we can talk more about it. But um, I think that's the main thing is like, you know, you really have to decide what you're going to do. Otherwise, people will decide for you. Yes, I absolutely you know, that's, agree. That's another thing. Like, you have to decide and stick to your priorities. Otherwise, people will decide them for you. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get insecurity nice. and, like, right. that mm-hmm. kind of feeling emptiness, really. Yes, so. I absolutely Okay, agree. I have a final, final thought. Sorry. Every time. I mean, whatever. <laughs> wow, Cedric. Okay, two things I think that are really important to kind of mention. That, one, you are definitely entitled and you should be able to change your mind about whatever your life is going to be. I agree. Right? Mm-hmm. Like if your path diverts or differs, that's you being you on that path. So you don't have to follow everybody single person. And I know it's comforting to follow that path, but sometimes when you realize it's just not for you, it's okay. Right? Like you'll figure it out. And the other part is that if you realize that failure is an option for you, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna be able to put yourself more out there, and you'll be able to combat your insecurities. I think much more effectively, right? When you freak out, when you feel like 
I can't, I can't fail, I can't show, I can't do this, right? And then you just be like, then you just won't. And then therefore you just have nothing. So just keep that in mind. Like, yes, it's okay to fail. It's okay to not be perfect. And it's okay to change your mind about who you think you should be and where you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay, there. That's a okay. nice final thought. That is. But I have a final, final, <laughs> final thought. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. <laughs> but yeah, to uh, follow us, we actually have a Instagram page. Yeah, Woo! Instagram page, new Instagram page. Yeah. Jenny, hit us with the, with the alarm. <laughs> yes. Oh, God, we need a button. <laughs> um, I am the button. <laughs> when you're not here, all right, hype button. You just have to record me, like you said. It's fine. We got this. Yeah, so to follow our Creative Emotions Instagram page, um, it's creative underscore underscore. Double underscore. Double underscore. Want to underscore the underscore here. (laughs) Right. you with that underscore. Right. So creative underscore underscore emotions and that's our uh, uh, uh that's our podcast uh instagram page now to follow us individually you can follow me alex at um black frost underscore lee so l3 l-a-c-k f-r-o-s-t underscore l-e nice um okay me um okay uh my instagram uh i think i yeah, hope i hope oh man <laughs> Uh, I, okay, yeah, it yeah, it's Papa Seti eighty eight. <laughs> I'm like sometimes I like I like rearrange it. Like no. my bad. So it's Papa Seti eighty eight. No underscore. So it's P A P A C E double D Y eighty eight. So hopefully, yeah, follow me um, if you want to, and I will f- definitely follow you. And then moving to Jenny. So I have a surprise, shameless self plug. Um, I'm starting a blog. <gasps> this, this, she just this used us to, to, like to do that. This is one of my major God. insecurities. <laughs> but it works out to put that out there. So um, it's going to be curiouslyradiant.com. Nice. Curiouslyradiant.com. Curiouslyradiant. Okay. And um, I have an Instagram page for it. So it's at Curiously Radiant. So come follow me there if you're interested at all in how, what I have to say. Cool beans. Um, yeah, it's going to be a personal development blog. So like lots of stuff on what I've been working on. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it'll be it'll be out there for experience and reading and mostly for myself to yeah. put myself out there. I have Aww. no doubt it's going to be great. Zero doubts. Doubtless. That is, oh, thank that you. That is really mm-hmm. cool. That is awesome. For sure. But yeah, thank you guys for listening and have a wonderful day, you guys. Yeah. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Nailed it.